I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's move on to talk about Brentford's Ivan Tony, who is third top scorer in the Premier League, rumoured to be heading towards an England call-up, and just so happens to be born and raised in Northampton, as we know, an ex-cobbler. Thanks to Jay Harris, Brentford reporter for The Athletic, for joining us. And also we have um, Jefferson Lake, who covered Northampton Town when Ivan Turney burst onto the scene at the tender age of 16. Firstly, Jay, Ivan seems to be hitting real form at the moment, especially with his hat-trick in the 5-2 win over Leeds. Um, you must be pretty impressive with how he's playing at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the moment Ivan Tony came into the Premier League a year ago, I think you could kind of tell straight away that he was going to thrive. Um, I think everybody... Certainly from a Brentford perspective, can kind of remember that 2-0 win over Arsenal on the opening day of the season, their first ever game in the Premier League. And although he didn't score, I think what stood out for a lot of people was the way he handled Ben White, who, um, you know, £50 million moved to Arsenal that summer, England international, and um, Ivan Tony made him look very average. So I think what we're seeing at the beginning of this season is just a progression of him getting better and better and better and better. You know, he's now been in the Premier League for, for over 12 months. So it only makes sense that his uh, his scoring record's only going to go through the roof. I think his, his hat-trick v lead shows his versatility because I remember him first on the scene for Northampton and he was only pretty slight in his, his build. He wasn't, you know, massive. And um, he's had a really big spring on him. So he's better in the air than you thought. He's better with the ball to feet than you thought. He just sort of like expounded expectations and... Those goals against um, Leeds, he scored a, a penalty, he scored a top corner free kick, which was just an absolute weldy. And um, the third was a real delicate chip, wasn't it, Jay? So he just shows he, he is quite a versatile player, isn't he? Yeah, there's actually a, a bit of a running joke on Twitter that um, supposedly, if you go on the Premier League's website, they've got Ivan Tony's height down as five foot ten. Now, I'm telling you, there's not a chance he's five foot ten because I'm six foot, or I like to tell people I'm six foot and he's comfortably taller than me. So it's a bit of an on-running joke. Um, but yes, he has always had that kind of, that really good jump, you know. Just yeah. because you're tall, it doesn't mean that you're good in the air. Um, and when I had the chance to interview Ivan a year ago, um, he actually told me that he kind of excelled at the high jump when he was um, at primary school and high school, which kind of explains it a little bit more. But actually going on to what you're talking about with the three goals, I think most people know by now that his technique when it comes to taking penalties is exceptional. He scored all 18 he's taken for for Brentford. The last time he missed a penalty, he was playing for uh, Peterborough. I know I shouldn't mention Peterborough, but it was for Peterborough uh, against Barnsley in October 2018. So that's four years ago. Um, the second goal, the free kick, as far as I can remember, it's the first time he's ever taken a free kick like, for, like that for Brentford and it goes top corner. And then 
after the game, I spoke to some of his teammates about that third goal. And Pontus Janssen, Brentford's captain, Sweden international, who's played with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, said there are not many players in the world who could score that goal. Um, Matthias Zanka said he always comes up with new ways to surprise you. And Josh De Silva said, I knew he was going to put the ball in the back of the net. I just didn't know whether he was going to smash it, chip it or whatever. So three completely different goals, um, which kind of really highlight the different qualities he can bring to a team. It's just really good for us to see because obviously he played, started in the cages like a lot of guys do now, starting in the cages on the Eastern District of Northampton and maybe trying his, his luck there and learning from probably playing with bigger bigger kids and stuff and coming up. And then I think he's thriving in that Premier League environment now and it's just nice to see him having that space to excel and that free kick goal really, really showed it. Um, Jeff, I think I sort of know the answer, you know, the question I'm going to ask you, but Okay. Has it surprised you, um, Ivan's rise to the brink of the England team from that lad who was given, you know, his debut at age of 16, the Cobblers' youngest ever player? Yeah, kind of yes and no, really. I think, I mean, there always was a lot of talk about him. And he went, obviously went to Newcastle first from Northampton, which is, I mean, that's that's a big club and that's a big move for, for a player in sort of League Two. So there was, I mean, I think we always thought he would do well. But I would also say I think he's exceeded expectations. Um, I, I, I don't think Northampton they ever really saw the best of him, and the, the best of him is is at Brentford now. But obviously prior to that was at Peterborough, yeah. which is which is a major uh, a major cause of anxiety for Northampton fans everywhere. But yeah, he always <laughs> he always had some. There was always something about him, wasn't he? I remember he used to. Um, he used to practice free kicks at half time. You know, the subs would go on and, and do like a little kick about or whatever and keep warm and stuff. And he would practice his free kicks then. And he would always try that one, you know, that one where you hit it and it dips down. And he would always try to do that one. And um, sometimes it would come off, but a lot of the time it wouldn't. But I mean, that's that's <laughs> the mark of a player that, you know, has, has got a bit about him. He's, I mean, he's done brilliantly, hasn't he? He's he's he's, he's been excellent. He's, and, and probably at one of our, one of not the best sort of ex-Northampton players out there at the moment. Definitely the best, you'd have to say. Jeff, were you working when he scored those two crucial goals against Dagenham and Redbridge? He must have been pretty young at that point. I think it was about 2014. It was a header and a yeah. audacious overhead kick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So what had happened was he actually made his debut the previous season as a 16-year-old in um, FA Cup replay at Bradford City. Uh, but that was the only game he played that season. And I think uh, in in League Two and actually in all, in all leagues really, managers will often put youth team players on the bench to make a point to say, you know, I've, we've basically I've not got enough players. And I think Ivan was used a little bit like that on that occasion of, you know, look, look how desperate for players we are that we've had to put this 16 year old out. Um, it's because he didn't play again that season. And then the following season, he was kind of in and out of the side and um, he hadn't scored any goals by the time they got to that. It was like a crunch game end of season at Dagenham. And it really felt like um, Chris Wilder was the manager at the time. It really felt like, it was like a last roll of the dice. You know, the team were on the verge of going down and it was just, we've tried everything else. Let's just throw this 18-year-old in and see what happens. Yeah. And obviously he scored those two goals. Brilliantly, On during that game, he did this uh, this wild facial expression. I don't know if you remember it, Tom. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jay, you, you won't know about this, but it, this, this like massive sort of bulging eyes and he had the little um, kind of like flat top afro at the time as well and like uh, mouth open and it was this uh, almost like an iconic image and they actually printed face masks of it 
to wear to the to the following yeah. game. Um, yeah. so, I mean, what he did in that Dagenham game to step up like that at his age was an, a measure of, uh, you know, someone quite special. And he's really, really entered sort of the club's folklore by by doing that. Yeah, I think he's always had a bit of a, a ballsy side to him, pretty fearless, because I think yeah. you mentioned on a previous podcast, Jeff, that didn't he used to go up to Chris Wilder and say, when am I starting in the first team? You know, this is my time. Yeah. What's yeah, he would, yeah, he would. Um, this he would sort of knock on the manager's door quite regularly and say, "Why, why am I not playing?" And this is, you know, this is someone who's like a first-year pro. Uh, and Wilder used to say that he loved that. He loved that attitude about him. That he was always saying to him, "Why, why am I not in the side? What have I got to do to get better?" Um, and I think he actually used to say, sort of like, "Why is this guy starting ahead of me?" To the to the point of things like that about you know players who were <laughs> very established senior pros. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think that, that the coaching staff really liked that about him—that he had that kind of self-confidence. And again, that all kind of feeds back to that thing, doesn't it? Of he had something a bit special about him, and a bit, you know, something a bit extra that other players perhaps don't necessarily have. Yeah, and it's that's shown in his career arc. We'll get onto his his later or his, his latter clubs after Northampton now he had quite a few and um in fact Wolves came in for him at one point and the history could have been completely different if Wolves would have actually signed him in a standard way and played him week in week out, week out. but he failed a medical and it turned out later for a spinal issue that Ivan says was never a, really a, a problem and then Graham Cash, as they come ex-cobbler's boss sort of sniffed a bargain there I think with the cobblers in not the best finances and he was heading up the scouting at Newcastle and uh, a move came about to St James's Park at the tender age of 18 for Ivan and it almost felt just looking back that he wasn't really ever going to force his way into the first team he, he was still developing physically and often players like that need to drop down a division or two and, and Tony almost turned into sort of a lone journeyman he went to um, Barnsley, Shrewsbury Scumfork, these are all glamour, glamour places uh, in the country. Wigan, not that Northampton's any better, but yeah, scored goals pretty regularly. It wasn't, you know, smashing him in like he, he, he later did. But um, then he ended up at Peterborough, which is, a, is a, like we said, a sore point for Northampton fans. And to be fair, although posh aren't popular in Northampton, Tony credits the then posh manager, Darren Ferguson, with bringing him on a lot and he had a lot of faith in him scored I think something like 40 goals in 76 appearances at London Road so started to become a lot more prolific and a player to rely on and, and clearly becoming a bit of a force. Um, Jeff I guess it, it does show a certain strength of character doesn't it to go from League Two to the Premier League then via this little tour of the country and all these you know, yeah. League One clubs essentially and then making it to Posh and then then to um, to Brentford back in the Premier League. It's got to have some grit hasn't it? Yeah, and I mean, especially if you think about, he's had so he had all those loans, and then went back to Newcastle and, and but basically never played for them, and then he was sold to Peterborough, and you know his mindset at that point is probably along the lines of, well, I went to Newcastle, I didn't really get a chance, you know, to then and then he's had to kind of build himself back up from there, but you can't argue with those stats at Peterborough, and they had a real spell, didn't they? And, and obviously, are continuing to have it of, of finding these young players, especially centre forwards that go and score a load of goals and then they sell for a, a good amount. So, yeah. you know, that was always looking like it could have been a good move for him. But at, at the same time, having been somewhere, you know, a massive club like Newcastle, that would have been possibly a tough one to take, I reckon, if they then sell you to Peterborough United without really giving you a chance. And I suppose, again, it's that kind of um, mentality of the player, isn't it? 
to to go to kind of go again, and and then obviously he's got his brilliant move out of it. Yeah, it would be very easy to get your confidence completely knocked, and to yeah. it, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up back in League Two or something like that. He's not, Bentoza actually, obviously not the same quality of a player, but I think Bentoza went to Newcastle at eighteen for a million pounds or something, and he never really made it back. So it it, it, it can happen um, that that way that that your confidence gets knocked. But clearly, strength of character is in abundance. Jay, we'll bring you back in again. Um, he uh, signed for Brentford, I think it was 2020, a fee of around £5 million rising with clauses. Brentford often have a lot of clauses in the deal. Um, like, Jay, what... Obviously, goals attract Brentford to Ivan Tony, but with Matthew Benham, the chairman there, he's he's, he's well publicised as an analytical guy, money ball and stuff like that. Um, do you think it was just goals which attracted Brentford or was there specific attributes they were looking at that would fit into the setup there? I think it was probably a combination of factors, but I think I should probably start by pointing out that Ivan Tony was quite a departure from, you know, the previous centre forwards that, that Brentford had been using under Dean Smith and then Thomas Frank. You know, they'd had Neil Mope and, and Ollie Watkins. And when it was Ollie Watkins, you know, that year Brentford lost uh, the Championship player final to Fulham, you know, he was flanked by Brian and Bumo and um, Saad Ben Rama. So quite like a fluid forward line. And, yeah. and Ivan Tony completely changes that. But I think Ivan gave them the opportunity to play in a slightly different way. And Thomas Frank, you know, when he was having the discussions with Ivan Tony about why he should join Brentford, basically said, look, we're a team that likes to play on the front foot. You're going to score so many goals. This is what I think you're good at. This is how I'm going to make you improve. It's a no-brainer, you know, kind of help us get to the Premier League, be that kind of striker who's going to succeed where others didn't. And... I know now, I'm not too sure if it was the case when he first joined the club, but he's a member of their senior leadership group. So he's only, you know, he only turned 26 in March, but the way he's kind of held in such high regard by his teammates, you know, I mentioned Pontus Janssen earlier. Pontus Janssen's 31, Sweden international. And he told me the other day, I know Ivan Tony's younger than me, but I look up to him. I, I see him as an inspiration. So where we're kind of talking about having that grit to kind of bounce back, showing that character and that determination to, you know, drop down those leagues, to have that big move to Newcastle fall, but then build yourself back up. Brentford were a team who had a very infamous poor record in the playoffs, um, kept falling short, getting promoted to the Premier League. And so when they're looking at a player like Ivan Tony and they see that kind of edge he plays within his game, they're probably thinking, you know what, this is probably the kind of person who might be able to get us over the line. And that's how it turned out. Yeah, that's really that's a real insight there for a, like an older player, an experienced international to to look up to Ivan Tony. That, that's pretty immense, really. I can understand where he's coming from. I, I think obviously probably Ivan Tony will argue that he looks up to um, Janssen or whatever, but um, that's a real that's a real um, compliment, isn't it? And I think also when we look at Ivan's character, he has had a couple of bits. You know, there was that video, I remember, and stuff like that. But when you look at where he's come from, he's come from a very unfashionable club in the middle of the country in a, in a town in the middle of the country in an estate in the middle of the town in the middle of the country he's not he's not come through crystal palace youth academy where you're mixing with a lot of top players in london or whatever he's come through a pretty a bit of a backwater in football so to go from that through to all these clubs we talked about and and, and making his way and then going to brentford that's a lot so that's a lot to take on that's a that's a that's a that's a culture shock that's a that's a mental a mind, you know, messes your mind up a little bit. And I have, I, you know, you, you can't expect him not to make mistakes along the way, but it just seems like, Jay, that he's, 
maybe he's finding a maturity now, even though he's not that old, is he? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, he came out and, and publicly apologised for that for that video. And I think he's probably reflected on that moment. You know, I know people at the club have kind of told me that they've seen a real um, change in him since his, his son, who is also called Ivan Tony. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but Ivan Tony's dad is called Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony <laughs> is called Ivan Tony. And his son is called Ivan Tony. That's, that's a true fact. <laughs> Ivan uh, <laughs> I'm not too sure how it works. I think they just call Ivan Tony's son, Ivan Jr. And then his dad, Ivan Sr. So Ivan Tony's just Ivan Tony. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, Matt. The other one. That's going to be the other one. Ivan, the other Ivan. And associate Ivan. Basically. But, you know, to make a serious point, you know, I know certainly people who um, are close to him kind of consider that to be a little bit of a turning point. You know, him becoming a father, kind of getting that bit more of maturity. But then also... Maybe it's me. I really like the fact that he plays with a little bit of a cheeky edge. We saw it when he scored against Fulham and he copied, copied Alexander Mitrovic's celebration. You know, yeah. he, you know, he riles people up. I think he plays on a nice little edge. I definitely, definitely reminds me of Jamie Vardy a little bit. One of those players who kind of thrives off that kind of energy and, you know, ruffling people's feathers and stuff like that. And it's really good to, I, I really like that. I like, it's a little bit of a throwback, as you kind of mentioned. He's a player who's maybe compared to some other other players who are probably, you know, some of the best players in the Premier League. He's had a completely different route to them, and sometimes you should just embrace the fact that you're that you're different. Yeah, and and you need a little bit of an edge, and I think an edge an edge comes with your experience. And he has he has he'll go against some players that have probably had a bit of a silver spoon in their mouth with a top academy and and been given everything at a young age. He really did have to fight for it. And although he made the mistake with the video, he's not. He he was brought up in a, you know, not a massively rough area, but fairly, fairly rough stuff goes down in the Eastern District of Northampton. And he, you know, he kept away from that. He, you know, he was a professional, young professional, made his debut at 16. And I remember his dad, Ivan Tony, Ivan Ivan Tony, senior. He was always <laughs> at the Cobblers games in the stands with the away fans. I don't know, Jeff, you, you're probably in the press box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, a tall guy. And it just seems like he's got a good family behind him. And it's really nice to see him getting the accolades he, he deserves, I guess. Um, to your point uh, there, um, Jay, about the his, his edge to him, uh, I just got, because I looked up his, his stats on soccer base because I, I can't remember this stuff. Um, his first full season with Northampton, 44 appearances, 10 goals, 10 yellow cards, one red card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that tells its own story, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, he's definitely cut that out a little bit. Yeah. And... <laughs> I don't know if it was, I don't think he's been sent off for Brentford. He might have, I don't know if it was for Brentford or Peterborough, um, but he got sent off in a game and uh, he said that his mum really told him off. So he was like, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, so yeah. kind of links in with what you're saying about him having a really supportive family network. Yeah. He was, he was yeah. told in no uncertain terms by his mum, you, you better cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I like, I like a player with a bit of an edge to them anyway. As a, the game's a bit sound-sized now, so you need you need need that, and you need that killer instinct as a forward as well, which he, he seems to have as well. One load of couplers, still only a pound. That takes us up to the the present day to an extent in terms of his getting the column inches in the press, and uh, you know it just blew up a little bit after the the hat trick that it was almost on every video, talk sport and all stuff like that. Ivan Tony's he good enough for for England? Some people saying. Maybe not yet. Some people really in favour. And um, Jay, like you've seen him a lot. Do you think it's time now for Ivan to get his chance with the England side and perhaps make the World Cup? Yeah, definitely. We've um, 
we've been here a couple of times over the last year, and I remember noises were first being made about Ivan Tony being called up for England when Brentford beat Wolves 2-0 last year. Um, scored a goal, got an assist, really impressive performance. Um, I think it was a, a BT Sport journalist heard one of the Brentford players at the end of the game compare Ivan Tony to Didier Drogba. You know, at that point, I think Ivan Tony had only played four games in the Premier League, so that's that's a huge comparison. Um, and I think what I saw over the course of last season was a player who, even when he wasn't scoring, was impacting the game, whether it was through getting assists, whether it was through his hold-up ability, whether it's through the way he kind of links play, you know, that those leadership qualities that we've already touched upon. So I think the hat-trick against Leeds at the weekend was just kind of really, really cementing all of the progress and development that he's made over the last 12 months and was just kind of like a sign to the wider world because of just the, the variety of those goals um, about how talented he truly is. And, you know, this is something I've discussed with my colleagues at work as well. And some people feel that what holds Ivan Tony back potentially from being called up by England is that there are similarities in his style of play to, to Harry Kane. You know, I've seen Ivan Tony drop deep to receive the ball and play wonderful passes in behind. You know, anybody who kind of doubts his ability to, to pass the ball, just look at Brentford's fourth goal against Manchester United, that through ball for, for Brian and Bumo. If that was a central attacking midfield player making that pass, people would still be kind of like looping that on Twitter. But that, that's as good as anybody. So I think, again, in the past, maybe a year ago, when Dominic Calvert-Lewin was fit, when Tammy Abraham had just moved to Roma, there was maybe a little bit more competition to, to kind of be that backup striker to, to Harry Kane. But I think Ivan Tony has clearly shown now that, that after Harry Kane, certainly in the Premier League, you know, you can make an argument about Abraham, what he's doing over at Roma. But he's, you know, the next best centre forward in, he's the next best English centre forward. So Southgate really needs to consider him. But then obviously, it's just the conundrum of, you know, the World Cup's only a few months away. Ivan Tony's never played at an international level before. Will Southgate take that risk? I certainly hope he does. Um, for all the reasons I've just listed. And then obviously, if it goes down to penalties again, I'm not saying he's 100% going to score, but all the Brentford's players basically think he's 100% going to score when he gets a penalty. And that's good enough for me. That, that's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good summary. And uh, he's always impressed me with his finishing. A lot of Northampton strikers, you, they do a lot of good work, hold up play and stuff. And they sometimes fall flat on their uh, their finishing but he's just I think sometimes that he's got that killer instinct it's inbuilt in him honed in the cages where you know it's pretty ruthless if you need to um score so yeah I just you know I I think bringing Jeff back in we're obviously hugely biased and you can just <laughs> me and Jeff will probably both get a little bit excited if we saw an, a guy from our, our town playing the world cup but it just feels on merit Jeff that he's knocking on the door now isn't he and the door needs to be open soon yeah well I mean um Jay presents a completely convincing argument there. There's, you can't argue with the data. And, and also, as well as that, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, they take him as a backup to Kane. And then if Kane does get injured or, you know, they, you know, they want to sort of rotate towards the end of games, you've got to say those, you know, perhaps a little bit off topic, but those three group games England have got, that, that's, that should easily be nine points, shouldn't it? So there would be opportunities for other players to play in those games. Um, yeah, it would be it'd be a massive buzz. It, what it would do is, um, on a personal level, I suppose it would get get people a bit a little bit more invested. I'm not um, 
I'm not a huge England fan, not as not as big an England fan as I used to be. Anyway, I do quite like what they're doing in terms of bringing through younger players and stuff like that. And Southgate yeah. seems like a good guy, but this would add um, this would add another layer to that, wouldn't it, for for people from Northampton? Because uh, it's it's a horrible cliche, and I and I really hate the song, but he is one of our own. He's 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 from the town, and I can't actually remember. The last time someone from Northampton were played in a in an England uh, for England in a World Cup, unless you're talking about rugby, in which case it obviously happens all the time. So that would be <laughs> that would be quite uh, that would be quite exciting. Yeah, if if like at all, I don't know. I'm not sure if uh, a cobbler's player, maybe from like Phil Neal, I don't know, but yeah, going back a long time. Um, but that sort of brings that's a good perspective actually, um, Jeff, because. It's interesting and, and quite galling as well because we, we won't have made any money out of it, but yeah. two of the country's top talents in Carney Chukwamika and Ivan Tony, uh, Carney Chukwamika just signed for uh, Chelsea, I think, were raised in Northampton. And we've got to be like hugely proud of that, that these two world-class talents now, and especially Carney as well, he, he could go anywhere, from Northampton. So I, I, I think when you, you sum it up and you... You look at Ivan and, you know, yes, he played for Posh. Yes, players go where they need to go. But we've got to be hugely proud of, of Tony, haven't we, Jeff? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, I mean, even the even the Newcastle move, you know, you, no one no one begrudged him that. And they thought, you know, that was a, that was great for him and that and sort of we're back. We're backing him there. I suppose the annoyance from a from a sort of a uh, partisan Northampton Town FC perspective is there's no there's no financial uh, reward for Ivan Tony doing well, is there? Which is, I mean, is what it is, isn't it? I don't think anyone's really concerned about that. But you know, yeah, it would be great. It'd be great to see him. Um, they'll presumably have a few friendlies before the World Cup, so mm. who knows? It maybe be involved with them. Just hope Gareth Southgate doesn't go a bit, a bit Glenn Hoddle with Matthew Letizia, that sort of thing. Like it just, <laughs> it doesn't want to, doesn't want to make take the chance on him. Um, yeah, hopefully Southgate will. You know, see sense essentially. Yeah, we'll wrap up in a minute. Thanks for um, taking the time to talk to us. Have you had much contact with Ivan in your job? You know, if you have, like, what what, what what's he like? Yeah, I've had the um the pleasure of interviewing one on one once, but unfortunately that was a year ago. So it was last summer. So it was over Zoom. Um, but I think we spoke for about forty minutes in total. And he was just really, really friendly. A really, really funny guy. And my opinion covering Brentford over the last year, that, that, that's not changed at all. Um, even when I tried to speak to him after the, the game against Leeds on Saturday, um, he'd obviously already done quite a lot of um, one-on-one interviews for, for Premier League Productions and BBC or whoever it was. And, you know, he just ran through the mix zone. And I said, oh, you know, Ivan, can I get a quick chat? And he's like, look, really sorry. Like my family are waiting outside. Is it all right if I shoot off? And obviously I'm like, go for it, mate. Like, I'm not, <laughs> not going to begrudge you that moment. But I thought even to, to acknowledge... Um, myself and the other reporters in that moment I thought kind of showed a touch of class and yeah just other times he's just just a really friendly guy um quite interesting I think he's uh definitely become a bit more um wary of what he says after the the video that we touched upon earlier um but I think that's probably a wake-up call wake-up call is the wrong word I think that's more of an appreciation that the attention on Brentford's changed in the last year and the attention on Ivan Tony has changed I don't think that's him I'm, I'm sure he's got plenty to say. I just think in certain moments he's probably realised maybe I need to kind of hold what I'm actually thinking off a little bit more. But in other interviews he's done and things like that, he just seems like a, a, a really friendly person. And like I said, he's 26 years old. He's considered to be a leader in Brentford's dressing room. 
He's always cracking jokes. When they beat, you know, Chelsea 4-1 at Stamford Bridge, he was the DJ. That, that just to me says that he's an all-round good character on top of what I've already kind of had the experience myself. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good place to wrap up, actually. And yeah, as we said, we're pretty proud of him coming from Northampton. And uh, yeah, he's doing the town the town proud. And yeah, if you can watch that video, it's a Dr. Martin's video. We'll put it on Twitter, the link to it. But it just he just came back to Northampton, went back to his old school and stuff and his old stomping ground. And he's still got an affinity for the town. He just needs to make sure he doesn't upset his mum. That's right, isn't it, Jay? He needs to keep his mum on side. <laughs> <laughs> right. But thanks for taking the time to talk to me, uh, both of you. And we'll um, talk again soon. Thanks a lot. Pleasure. Cheers, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.